Hello, this is Veronica from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 13th of May. India registered 2,841 COVID-19 cases and nine linked deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry. The total COVID tally stands at over 4 crore 31,000, with 18,604 active cases. The death toll has crossed 5 lakh 24,000. The active cases comprise 0.05% of the total infections, while the recovery rate is at 98.74%. So far, India has administered 191 crore COVID-19 vaccines. As of today, 87.1 crore people in India are fully vaccinated. North Korean state media have said today that at least one COVID-related death has been confirmed in the country. Reuters reported, hundreds of thousands are reportedly suffering from fever symptoms. According to Reuters, a spokesperson for South Korea's new president Yoon Suk-yeol has said today that the country will provide North Korea with vaccines and other medical support. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 516 million people, claiming the lives of over 6.2 million, according to the World Health Organization. The Congress party kicked off a chintan shivir or contemplation camp today in Rajasthan's Udaipur to discuss the problems within the party. NDTV reported the three-day conclave comes after the party's dismal performance in the recent state assembly elections. There has reportedly been a unanimous decision to bring back the one-family one-ticket rule. Congress leader Ajay Makin said, and I quote: "There is unanimity on this rule. If family members still want to contest them, they should have been active for five years." Unquote. In her opening, the party's interim president Sonia Gandhi hit out at the BJP and said that the center was brutalizing minorities. Hindustan Times reported, taking a jibe at the center's maximum governance, minimum government slogan, she said, and I quote, "It means keeping country in a permanent state of polarization, compelling people to live in a constant state of fear and insecurity, viciously targeting, victimizing, and often brutalizing minorities who are an integral part of our society and equal citizens of our republic." Unquote. Jammu and Kashmir's Budgam district witnessed protests from several members of the Kashmiri Pandit community today. ANI reported. The protests come after Rahul Bhatt, who was a government employee, was killed by alleged terrorists on Thursday. According to the Hindustan Times, protesters blocked roads and raised slogans against the BJP government. Some raised slogans against Prime Minister Narendra Modi, Union Home Minister Amit Shah, and Jammu and Kashmir Lieutenant Governor Manoj Sinha. On Thursday, alleged terrorists had barged into Tehsildar's office at Chadura village and shot Bhatt. NDTV reported that despite being rushed to the hospital he succumbed to his injuries speaking to ANI a member of the Kashmiri Pandit Employees Association Sandeep Bhatt said and I quote we asked the government to relocate us to places where we feel rehabilitated unquote meanwhile the supreme court today sought a response from the center and the Jammu and Kashmir administration while hearing a petition which challenged the delimitation proposal Last week a panel was tasked with redrawing the constituencies of the union territories electoral map to enable assembly elections in Jammu and Kashmir. The panel recommended increasing the assembly seats from 83 to 90 in the union territory. According to the Hindustan Times, the petition was filed by residents of Jammu and Kashmir and sought declaration that the formation of a delimitation commission is without authority. 
the plea also said that the increase in seats was violative of several articles of the Constitution and Section 63 of the JNK Reorganization Act 2019. The matter will next be heard on August 30th. Listeners, after almost three years of being under central government control, Jammu and Kashmir is a step closer to holding its own assembly elections. Last week, the Jammu and Kashmir Delimitation Commission submitted its final report. To understand what the report says, you can watch my colleague Meghnad's video explainer on the delimitation on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Explained, What is JNK Delimitation and Will It Really Benefit the BJP? The reason we are able to report on issues of public interest without any pressure from political parties or corporations is because we don't depend on them for ads. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court today dismissed a plea that sought to postpone the NEET PG 2022, which is slated to be held on May 21st, live law reported. The plea, which was filed by a group of doctors, was heard by a bench of Justices D.Y. Chandrachun and Surya Kant. The petitioner claimed that the NEET PG 2022 test was clashing with the NEET 2021 counselling. The bench said, and I quote, Any delay in conducting the exam will result in fewer number of resident doctors. This year, only two sets of doctors are there. The request cannot be entertained due to the reason that it would have effect on the patient care and the career of the doctors. Needs of patient care and treatment must be paramount in the clash of the ones who have registered and those who have not registered. Unquote. Additionally, the bench noted that nearly 2,6,000 doctors had registered for the exam and that a postponement would put them to prejudice. Appearing for the petitioner, senior advocate P. Wilson had argued that if the 2022 exam were to be held on the scheduled date, it would create a situation where 2021 and 2022 students would be studying in the same year and colleges did not have the infrastructure to cater to both batches. Today, video footage showed Ukrainian forces destroying a pontoon bridge and parts of a Russian armoured column while it was trying to cross the Donbass region. Reuters reported. Apart from this, a Russian naval ship was also set on fire in the Black Sea. The Ukrainian Airborne Forces Command released footage which showed several military vehicles burnt out and parts of the bridge partially submerged in water. According to the BBC, Russia had lost out vehicles of at least one battalion tactical group. Meanwhile, the European Union's chief diplomat, Josep Borrell, said today that the Union will provide $521 million in military support to Ukraine, CNN reported. Borrell added that the G7 will levy more economic sanctions on Russia. He emphasized on the need to get rid of oil dependency on the country. He added that when it comes to Russia, the G7 will quote-unquote present a united front and come out with a strong message. In other news, UAE President Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed passed away today at the age of 73, Arab News reported. The Ministry of Presidential Affairs has announced a 40-day mourning period starting today. Work in ministries, departments, federal and local institutions and the private sector will be suspended for three days. Sheikh Khalifa was also the Emir of Abu Dhabi and commander of the UAE Armed Forces since 2004 when he became president. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. 
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.